Hey, it's Erica. Before we get started on today's episode of Position to Prosper, I wanted to let you know about something that's coming up starting on Friday, February 5th, something that many of you have actually been asking me to let you know about should the opportunity ever arise for you to access it online or virtually. Guys, I am so excited to tell you that the Position to Prosper personal finance series is coming to a laptop or a smartphone near you. Seriously, I'm running a live round of Position to Prosper on Friday nights starting in February and into March at 7 p.m. Eastern time, and this will be accessible online, the recordings as well. I'll be teaching at Revive Church of Tampa, that's our church here in West Tampa, at our Friday night encounter services. And so it'll stream live on the church's platforms, but also on my public page on Facebook, Erica Pyle. Cool, right? Now, maybe you're wondering what the Position of Prosper Personal Finance Series is. I forget that not everyone knows what this is all about. We've had hundreds and hundreds of individuals go through this course over the last 12 years, and so we talk about it with some familiarity in our church and related circles. So I forget that some of you may be new to this and have never heard about the Position of Prosper uh, Finance Series. Position to Prosper is a course that drills down deep into the concepts of true prosperity and the spiritual hurdles that keep us from it. Over the course of five weeks, in this case, the course is normally six weeks, we cover the four ways God provides enough, abundance, inheritance, and prosperity. And we break each of those concepts down and define them biblically and understand how to access each one. We talk about lies and fears we've bought into or have been taught to believe around personal finances and money, and we do the work of breaking those things off and exchanging them for better and true beliefs. And then we get into the practicalities of personal finance, things like getting out of debt, budgeting and planning, giving, and then saving and investing, and how those things work once we've got our definitions straight and our souls lined up with truth. A question I get asked a lot is if this teaching series is just like some of the other popular faith-based personal finance courses out there. Now, I don't want to name names, but you've probably had one or two pop into your mind the minute I started to tell you about this question, right? These are courses that are generally sponsored by, say, your church, or they do small group sessions over a number of weeks to take the community through the curriculum. You know what I'm talking about, right? So I have folks ask me if the Position to Prosper course is the same thing. And here's what I say about that. Position to Prosper is the prerequisite to all of these courses. While yes, P2P has components of basic teaching on getting out of debt and budgeting and giving and saving, the real power of this series lies in the deep stuff we do to redefine personal finance terms so they're aligned with biblical principles and in breaking off the lies and fear that we've been dealing with, sometimes even through generations, you guys, that is keeping us bound in lack and poverty mentalities and producing weak fruit in our financial lives as a result. I tell folks to take P2P first and then consider taking any courses that are focused mainly on the practicalities of personal finance, because if you don't get your thinking, feeling, and choosing aligned with the truth of God first— Any personal finance program or process you try to follow will simply fail when you stop working it step by step because you didn't align your beliefs first. Remember, I say this all the time. Behavior is just an echo of belief. 
I know it's a pretty simple concept, right? But you'd be surprised how many people go around that debt snowball concept, for instance, a half a million times and keep seeing the debt come back again and again before they realize that it's a belief issue and they need to deal with the stuff underneath the surface first. These practicalities and these smart processes, they won't stick until you deal with the stuff. So I'm offering Position to Prosper on Friday nights in February and the first part of March, and I'm offering the live sessions for free. I just want everyone to have access to it. Now, I'll be offering a workbook for a nominal fee so you can access powerful course materials that'll guide you through the exercises and also give you the notes from the live sessions to review after each session is over. Um, This is going to be an incredibly powerful time of clarifying your beliefs around money and how to get those beliefs lined up with real truth so you can see the power of true prosperity flowing through your personal finances. We have tons of testimonies of people getting radically set free in this area of how they relate to money and provision, and I can't wait to share not only their stories, but also how they did it, because you can do it too. Does this sound like something you want in on? then I want you to head to ericapile.com slash prosper to get on the list so I can send you the details about how to access this free course starting February 5th and how to get your hands on the workbook for a nominal fee. I'll also link to this offer in the episode's show notes, but you can go directly to ericapile.com slash prosper to get on the list. So you'll be sent details for this free round of the Position to Prosper personal finance series. It's going to be so good. All right, so are you ready for today's episode then? All right, grab a journal and a pen and let's go. Well, hey there, and welcome back to the Position to Prosper podcast. I'm your host, Erica Pyle, and today I've got something a little bit different for you. Have you ever listened to a clip show? or a sample show. Well, that's sort of what I've got for you today, but it's only one clip, one sample from something new I did inside a course I've been running for years now called the Beacon 21 Day Reset. Maybe you're enrolled in that course. So many of you who listen here on the podcast are in there. It's been such a dream to have this community growing and getting to know each other better. And lately, we've been doing that around this reset. But this year, as I was updating and upgrading the Beacon 21 Day Reset and getting ready to launch it so we could do a live round together, I really felt like I needed to add a component that had been missing. You see, a massive hurdle in doing a stewarding your health well program like the Reset is the nonstop mental and emotional speed bumps that get thrown up in front of you while you're trying your hardest to make progress. Can you relate? There are so many objections that the enemy hands to you whenever you start to consider up-leveling your health because he doesn't want you to be around in this life long enough or strong enough to do and be everything that God created you for. So there is tremendous mental and emotional pressure to quit or simply to not even start when you consider doing something to heal and get healthy, especially when you're considering a program like the Beacon 21 Day Reset that uses faith-based biblical principles to get participants to the finish line with ridiculously good outcomes. So because we've been doing this for a while, I could see this hurdle that my students were dealing with over and over again. And so I asked them this past year over the course of a few posts on Facebook and by email, 
what are the biggest hurdles you face when you try to do a program like the reset? And what are your biggest objections to going after up-leveling your health in this way? And my students sent back some pretty amazing and very honest responses. They highlighted the lies that they hear in their head and the fears that they come face to face with and the objections they hold at the ready when this offer comes to up-level health by following a program like the Reset. What this allowed me to do was to create something inside the Reset called the Inspire Audio Series. It's a 21 short episode series of audios designed to go at each and every one of the lies, fears, and objections we most commonly come face to face with when someone is considering starting their journey to steward their health at the next level. And I've got to tell you, these came out so much better than I thought they would, and they actually carry the weight of each program day. I believe these audios are what's been missing from the program up until this round, and I'm so glad I did them. And so I wanted to share one of these Inspire audios with you today. It's a very powerful one entitled Worthy. In it, I talk about where real worthiness comes from and how knowing where this true worthiness comes from can help us to get after stewarding our health in a more powerful and productive way. Now, here's the thing. This quick audio here, it doesn't have to just apply to worthiness as it pertains to your health and stewarding health. So don't click off just because you're not going after health right now. You can insert any priority or endeavor you're trying to up-level into this term stewarding health. Like, what else are you trying to steward better for the Lord this year? Is it a relationship like your marriage? Is it a work thing? Is it a personal skill set or passion? Whatever it is, this little talk on worthiness and where it really comes from and what you can do to always work from worthiness for best results, you know, all of those things apply here. So no matter what you're endeavoring to do unto the Lord this year, you can use this audio. Make sense? Okay, then let's check out this Inspire audio from the Beacon 21 Day Reset right here. Welcome to day five of the Beacon 21 Day Reset Inspire audio series. Today's audio Inspire is titled Worthy. Today, I wanna encourage you on a topic that I think a lot of us have dealt with at some point or another when we've tried to do something self-care related like the Beacon 21 Day Reset. Maybe you've said something like this. I don't feel like I really get to make my health a priority. I have so many other things that have to come first. My kids, my marriage, my job. It's like every waking minute is filled with helping someone or making sure that things are taken care of so nothing falls apart. If I so much as stop to take an extended bath or to go get a pedicure, it just winds up stressing me out in the end. And I honestly wonder if it's worth it to take this break for myself. I don't know. Have you ever had any of those thoughts? Here's what's interesting to me. Over the past decade or so, there have been a few guiding voices who've put out a sound that says something like this. Look, you're worthy of self-care. You're worthy of it. You can't take care of others if you don't take care of yourself first. So take the time for yourself so you can be better for others. And I think those sentiments are based in truth. I do believe you've got to have something to pour from. If you're empty and leaking all the time, you're going to be giving out of nothing. And that's a recipe recipe for bitterness and burnout. But here are two root issues that I think go unaddressed. I feel as though there's been a lot of motivational speech out there about this issue, but not enough 
digging deep and getting the root cause healed speech. So that's what I'm bringing to the table today. These two root issues that I think have been going unaddressed. And I want to address them here. So get ready. I hope you have a journal and a pen because we're going to go there. Number one, hear me, th- hear me when I say this. Number one, you are worthy, period, because God says so. You are worthy to take care of yourself. You don't have to make an excuse. You don't have to weigh yourself as a priority over other things or against other things. You are worthy. God showed us from the very first book of the Bible that he values rest and he values reflection. So we cannot feel guilty when we put ourselves in situations where we allow ourselves to rest and reflect. The Bible says that on the seventh day of creation, God rested and he enjoyed all that he had made. He rested and reflected on his work. And then he goes on to say throughout the Bible that it is a command that we observe the Sabbath and we keep it holy. What does that mean? That means that not only do we rest and reflect, but we we remember that it was God's idea that we rest and reflect. And when we do it, this is actually an act of worship to him. So you may be wondering, what does this have to do with being worthy and feeling worthy enough to do a program like the Beacon 21 Day Reset when you have a bunch of other things and people that are competing for your time, your energy, and your attention? Like, doesn't it make you irresponsible if you put yourself first when you have all of these other things that you're responsible for? Well, listen, here's what you need to see. You are worthy to God. That is the worthiness that matters. So many times we think of worthiness as being something related to how other people see us and value us. But worthiness is not a function of other human beings' value of us. Do you hear me? It is about God's value for us, how he sees us. You see, we are his. And in this way, as he values us greatly, It's our job to steward who he's made us to be. And one of the ways he commands us to steward that is by resting and reflecting. But another way is to steward our health actively, to take care of that which he gave us to care for in this life. And you need to understand, you were the first thing that he gave to you to care for. Long before you had a job, long before you had bills, long before you had a marriage, a husband, a wife, children, he gave you you. Now, you may argue that he also gave you this job, this church, this marriage, these kids. And so you're responsible for those too. But like I said, your first responsibility is directly to God and to steward what he gave you to carry first. That's you. You are worthy to him. And he's calling you to care for the thing he values, you. Does that make sense? You have to make yourself a priority in this way so that you can excellently steward what he's given you to care for. In this way, caring for your health health isn't just a blessing or a nice to have. It's your responsibility. Does this make sense? Let me show you the scripture in 1 Corinthians 6 verses 19 to 20. It says, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. 
Sister, he's not telling you to do a program to learn how to steward your health better simply because you're run down and he wants to be sweet to you. He's telling you to do this program because he wants you to learn how to better steward what he bought at such a high price. So glorify God in your body by caring for yourself. And sometimes that means putting yourself first and caring for your health first. Amen? Good. So let's move on to this one last thing I want to show you. With this, okay, with what we're talking about, what this all means then is that you have a responsibility to care for your health and wellness. So you can be around long enough and strong enough to do and be all he's created you for. We know that saying, right? But this also means that you, listen to me, if you're taking notes, take the notes now, you have to set boundaries. Listen, no one else is going to set up the gates and walls around your life, but you. They can't do it for you. This is not like you can't hire a contractor and say, hey, can you set up the boundaries for me? No, you have to be the creator of those boundaries and you have to be the established, like you have to hold those boundaries. God will establish them for you if they're established in truth, which I believe the ones we're talking about today are, but you are responsible for who you allow through those gates. And if you let people break down your walls or scale your walls, does that make sense? This is your own job. And you don't get to be all upset when folks don't honor your boundaries that, you've, that you haven't put out there. Hello? If you haven't put boundaries out there and then people just keep on walking in on your life and you're feeling like you're being taken advantage of, you've got to ask yourself the question, did I put boundaries out there? Did I establish boundaries with God? Did I explain these boundaries to people? Do they know how to get to the gates? Do they know how to get through the gates? Where, where is their permission? Do they know they can't scale over the walls? Do I know that it's my responsibility to make sure that no one's scaling my walls and knocking down my walls? These are huge issues and you might need to sit with the Lord and have some significant time with him and let him talk to you about how you've let your walls and your gates been run over, get run over. And it's nobody else's responsibility but your own. You can say, oh, well, you know, they made me feel guilty. They made me feel this way. No one gets to make you feel anyway. And everything in relationship is a negotiation. So even if you've been in a marriage or in a relationship, even a work relationship for some period of time and it's been going a certain way, yeah, you may have negotiated those faulty boundaries at some point, but you get a fresh start today and you can say, this is where my boundaries are and this is how they work. I'm renegotiating how we relate to one another and what I'm keeping safe for me and what I'm keeping safe for you by putting up these boundaries. So no getting upset at your spouse because they didn't put aside time for you to take care of yourself. No being disappointed and upset because you allowed yourself to feel guilty when you thought about getting a sitter so you could go get a massage and then you didn't because you felt guilty. No feeling jealous of others who are in a different season of life and have something that you don't have. You get to set up the boundaries of your own life. You get to navigate towards these things. So number one, you have to believe that you're worthy of self-care. We dealt with that, right? And number two, you must take responsibility for putting appropriate boundaries around your life so you can confidently do the work of self-care that is necessary so you don't burn out or waste away in bitterness. What good are you going to be to your other priorities if you're like that, right? So let me ask you this. What sort of boundaries are you putting around your life when it comes to this reset? How have you decided to handle like family meals, for instance? When you hit the parts of the program that omit gluten and dairy, listen, no one, not a husband, a wife, a child is going to die if they don't have gluten or dairy for a few days. In fact, they probably won't even notice 
And they might even be blessed by that choice that you're making. So stop right now with the thinking that you're putting your family out if you expect them to go on this journey with you and the way that you're cooking for it, for instance. Are you the one cooking? Are you the one making the meals? If this program is good for you, why wouldn't it be good for them? Come on, I told you this program was good for everyone, right? That includes your family. That includes your spouse and your children. What sort of boundaries are you going to have to establish so you can exercise 30 minutes each day? Does that mean having a conversation with your spouse to say, hey, I'm going to get up earlier than normal to go and work out for 30 minutes. Can you handle the kids while I'm gone then? If you are cringing while you're listening to me say that, chances are you haven't practiced taking responsibility for setting good boundaries. And it's something you should explore. Clear communication is key when establishing boundaries. And listen, if God deems you worthy to take care of yourself in this manner, then you'd better deem yourself worthy to take care of yourself in this manner. And it means you're likely going to have to have some structuring conversations. Are they going to be conflictual? Are they going to be hard? They might be, but you need to look at them in terms of structuring conversations. You're looking to build the gates and the walls that protect your life. These are your boundaries, and they ultimately protect others as well because they know what to expect from you, and they know how to interact with you. It's actually very healthy relationship building. If you've never done this before, it's going to be hard, but it will not kill you, and it's imperative that you learn the skill. Remember when I told you that not everything in this program was going to be about your physical body? Well, this skill right here is crucial for healing and wellness, and it is centered on your soul. So get this one right because it has the capacity to absolutely shift the health you experience in your body. When I was at my sickest, I actually had to ask people to come and take care of my child for me. My husband had flown out of town. I had people in my house pretty much 24-7. But here's the thing. They didn't just come, you guys. They didn't just like no beacon just went up in in their mind and went, oh, goodness, you know what? Erica needs help. No, I actually had to ask. I couldn't do it for myself, but I could ask. And you need to be responsible to put out the ask. You need to be responsible to have the conversations that are necessary so that those structured boundaries are in place. So let me ask you, are you ready? Come on, say it with me. I am worthy to value myself and to care for myself in every single way God shows me to do these things. I will set appropriate boundaries and I will take responsibility for stewarding my own health well. So hey, how was that? Good, right? Are you starting to understand now where real worthiness comes from? And are you clear on how you're going to need to negotiate really good boundaries so you can steward what God's calling you to care for in your life? And you realize that this isn't just about health, right? You could have inserted any endeavor, any passion, any goal that you're working on right now. Cool. All right. Listen, if you've been listening today and you've thought to yourself at any point, you know, so-and-so would really like this episode or, ooh, so-and-so really needs to hear this, then I want to encourage you to share this episode of the Position to Prosper podcast. You can do that by forwarding this episode from the platform where you're currently listening, or you can send them to the episode page by giving them this link, ericapile.com slash 18. It's so simple, right? It's ericapile.com slash 18. So you can even go to that page too to find notes from the show, including scripture references to the verses we covered during this episode, and also links to things that I referred to. 
kind of like that position to prosper personal finance course I was telling you about that starts on February 5th. And also, I would be so honored if you shared about this position to prosper podcast episode. It's the number one way that people find out about this podcast and actually become new listeners. I hear all the time that people are hearing about it from somebody else. And so if you wouldn't mind sharing, I would greatly appreciate it. And hey, if you have a testimony after listening to one of these episodes, I would be honored if you would come over and give a review of the podcast. That helps a lot too, as people are perusing through the browse section of the podcasts on say Apple podcasts or even Spotify. So thanks so much for thinking uh, to support the podcast in that way. All right, friend, until next time, have a great week and I'll be talking to you soon.